Hello, everyone. This is Brian Zimmerman with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Today, we're thrilled to be joined by Dr. Brandon Newman, the Chief Operating Officer and General Manager at Trellis RX, now part of CPS, and Dr. Jessica Morani, the Director of Clinical Outcomes at Trellis RX, now part of CPS. Jessica and Brandon, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Great. So to, to get started here, I'm wondering if each of you can just you know, introduce yourselves and, and share a bit about your current roles. Um, Jessica, let's start with you. Sure. My name is Jessica Morani. I currently serve as the Director of Clinical Outcomes for Trellis Rx, now a part of CPS. I've spent the last almost two years now building and designing a strategic clinical outcomes program for the organization um, with the goal of showcasing the measurable value our high-touch model really provides. Before this, I completed a year of training at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago and a second year at the Detroit Medical Center, where I specialized in infectious diseases. Thank you, Jessica. And Brandon, how about you? Hi, Brandon Newman here. I'm Chief Operating Officer and General Manager for Trellis RX, a CPS company. Been with the company for about five years. And prior to that, I've held positions in independent, PB-owned, and health system specialty pharmacies. Excellent. Well, I pre appreciate both of you sharing that background. I think it'll be helpful as we move through the conversation. So folks listening can can really appreciate your perspectives. So my, my, my first you know question in earnest here is the specialty pharmacy landscape has changed a lot in recent years, of course. Uh, I'm curious how each of you would, would describe the industry today, especially as we're seeing hospitals and health systems struggling with staffing, margins, quality measures, and patient ratings. Where do specialty pharmacy service fit into this picture? Um, Brandon, do, do you want to kick us off on this one? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Yes, health system specialty pharmacy is evolving tremendously, and I think we'll continue to see that growth. As of this year, I've been working in specialty pharmacy for two decades, and I continue to be amazed by the number of breakthrough medications that have been approved each year, which is really great news for patients. And some of these new medications we're seeing offer a cure, and some of the others drastically improved a patient's quality of life. And many of, of those medications slow disease progression and uh, chronic illnesses, oftentimes giving patients their lives back. So I think that's a, a really phenomenal uh, thing that we're seeing. But the costs can be staggering. And with specialty pharmacy therapies accounting for over half of prescription drug spend, it's something that we have to watch really closely. Which leads me to my next point. I think there's a critical need for oversight to ensure that patients are well managed when they're on these expensive and complex medications. Some of that management I'm speaking of is access to the medication, uh, managing the tolerability and side effects of the drugs, and really showing proof of the good outcomes to the stakeholders. Uh, since the medications are so costly, we have to make sure that they're working and the patients are getting the full benefit. Over the last few years, we've seen a steady increase in health system specialty pharmacies uh, that hospitals are using as business drivers. And I think this year in particular, we've seen hospital C-suites looking to their specialty pharmacies uh, to support some of the system-wide initiatives um, and, and help position them for value-based care. A lot of these population health initiatives and at-risk agreements are looking to specialty pharmacy uh, to see what they can do. And one example I'll give you of that, we have a health system partner uh, where uh, we are embedded in managing their heart failure patients. And we've been able to show a drastic reduction, about 70% reduction in 30-day uh, readmissions, which is really big considering hospitals oftentimes are on the hook for Medicare 30-day readmits and heart failure patients. 
So we've come a long way in the last two decades, but I think hospitals need to be looking closely to prioritize and optimize their specialty pharmacy growth. Yeah, I appreciate that overview, Brandon, a lot there about sort of the really positive clinical impacts these drugs can have, but the real need for for excellent management, uh, as you noted, due to the costs. And the, those numbers you shared um, about readmissions reductions are significant. I started out covering clinical quality for Becker's about seven years ago. So um, I, I appreciate the significance of those of those numbers. Jessica, anything to add on this question? You know, Brandon really covered it um, pretty well. And, and just looking at, at the growth and, and the need to kind of, you know, keep up with that growth from the health system specialty pharmacy end and, and showcasing value there. For sure. And, and then Jessica, maybe you can talk a bit about you know, you know, some of the, the benefits to hospitals and health systems in, in growing their specialty pharmacy services. What, what, what do they stand to, to gain by growing those services? And also, what kind of barriers might they face as they undertake those efforts? And how can they overcome those barriers? Yeah. So as you know, I mentioned earlier, health system specialty pharmacy performance and the clinical outcome measurements are key focus areas for me. And I've seen the industry progress with this firsthand. Um, so I'll first start with talking about the, the opportunities and the barriers. Health systems are growing their health system specialty pharmacies because of the many clinical benefits that they offer. Um, also, they, they naturally align with the organizational value-based care priorities generally. So they're seeing outcomes like reduced readmissions, better access to specialty drugs, um, improved payer relationships, and overall decreased costs of care. What I really want to highlight is an ASHP health system specialty pharmacy survey that was conducted in 2020. We saw at that time that respondents ranked clinical outcomes as one of the top three prioritized areas in their strategic plan. Now, at the time of this survey, only 9% of respondents reported that they were doing some component of this. So now we fast forward to 2022, and we completed a follow-up survey where we saw that number more than doubling. So you really, again, you're seeing that huge shift towards this. We see these organizations investing into outcomes, into dedicated outcomes personnel, all with that same mission of showcasing in a measurable way the value that they can bring. Now, you know, with all of this being said, currently there is still a little bit of consistency and standardized process lack lacking around outcomes measurements to be able to effectively track progress and performance over time. I do, though, predict that we're going to see a lot of progress and a lot of maturity from health system specialty pharmacies around this this year and, you know, in the upcoming years. The clinical benefits are, are definitely there, um, but leaders must be able to consistently measure and prove them in order to demonstrate value and contribute to value-based care goals. So, Jessica, what kind of clinical outcomes are hospitals and health systems seeing as a result of, of adopting and, and growing specialty pharmacy services? Can you share a bit about also the research being conducted in this space, sort of including challenges hospitals and health systems might face in terms of measuring those outcomes? This year, we put out the patient impact report, our second, our second annual patient impact report, showing some interesting trends in the kinds of clinical outcomes that health system specialty pharmacies are seeing and tracking. Um, autoimmune clinical outcome measurement is beginning to shift from, again, that moment in time evaluation to ongoing mo monitoring and being able to spot trends for more proactive interventions. And here's why this is so important. 
these patients comprise the majority of spend for specialty conditions. Um, and therapy may need to be adjusted to be effective over time. We know that non-adherence is costly. We've seen reports um, time and time again about non-adherence and, and the impact on cost there. So are medications that aren't achieving desired therapeutic results, though. So just because a patient is taking the medication, if it's not working for them, that becomes just as costly. So this is why proactivity is so important with this population. Understanding symptom progression, seeing the entire therapy lifespan helps us more quickly spot when a therapy isn't working as expected and when that pharmacist needs to intervene sooner. We're now making decision based, decisions based on these trends over time, not just how a patient reports feeling at a single moment in time. This measurement approach and the scoring tools that we and our partners are using show therapy, therapy efficacy cost reduction, and the health system specialty pharmacy value. We're able to showcase these results to health system executives and to payers who need these kinds of data sets in order to, to really understand the efficacy. And lastly, I'll get into diabetes. We're seeing a lot of promising data showing how specialty pharmacy models can help make clinical improvements for more common chronic conditions like diabetes. There are many drawbacks, as, as we know, when diabetes is not managed. Some things include readmissions, expensive care costs, um, potential for comorbidities, poor quality of life, and that list goes on and on. Uh, when the specialty pharmacist, though, is involved, we know that they can accelerate that A1C reduction much quicker than when that specialty pharmacist is not involved in that patient's care. This finding is really critical, again, because this is a clinical outcome that correlates directly to a financial outcome. Researchers found that an A1C reduction of 1% in patients with an A1C greater than 7 correlates to a decrease in diabetes-related expenditure of approximately $736 per patient per year. So we know that this model has the potential, potential to also reduce readmissions, and it's something that we're watching very closely and beginning to study since chronic disease management we know will likely be the next frontier um, for health system specialty pharmacies. So, you know, that's a little bit about, you know, the barriers we're seeing, the, the progression we're seeing, and some of the outcomes that we're seeing at our partner health systems. Yeah, th thank you so much, Jess. I think there was a really thorough sort of examination of, of some of those benefits and also the research being conducted in this space and everything that, that, that you're discovering about how specialty pharmacy is, is advancing and, and the implications for clinical outcomes. Before we move to closing thoughts, though, Brandon, anything uh, additional you'd like to add to, to Jessica's comments? Um, anything around potentially the, the, the barriers folks, uh, hospitals and health systems might face in terms of really trying to, to measure these outcomes and, and uh, show those results, as you mentioned in, in your first answer, that are so important um, in really documenting these results in specialty pharmacy. Anything to add there? Sure. We have so many recommendations considering we work with hospitals uh, across the country and uh, Trellis joining, uh, Trellis Rx joining the CPS uh, business has allowed us to, to take care of hospitals of all sizes, large, small, and in between. So lots of recommendations. So uh, I'll just uh, kind of start with saying, you know, health systems feel like they can do a better job managing their specialty patients in-house, but oftentimes they struggle with developing the infrastructure to prove that. So some of the key challenges in managing uh, inside the hospital are medication access. So that would be gaining in-network status with payers. Uh, that's a big thing. Also gaining access to limited distribution networks from pharma. 
and just operationalizing specialty pharmacy. So the patient management component, once the patient leaves the clinic and ensuring prior authorizations are completed when they need to be financial assistance. And the clinical management between the appointments, as Jess mentioned, uh, such as the 14-day check-in, those are all things that are critical uh, that need to be done between the patient's appointments. So to, to overcome these barriers, I would say a hospital should consider three main things. Uh, the first thing is the investment in people. So there's a resource that's needed to drive the results that Jess was speaking of. And then secondly, I would say there's a need to reevaluate your technology needs. And do you have electronic health record integration uh, with a patient management system? And does it have advanced reporting capabilities? Because not only do you need to track the things that we've spoken about, you need to be able to report on those. And then third, I would say explore how a partner could accelerate your growth. I'll give you an example of this. We recently partnered with a hospital who already had uh, an established specialty pharmacy. And within 30 days of our partnership, by integrating some of the things that we've spoken about, the, the investment in resources, the technology capabilities, we were able in 30 days uh, to grow uh, the specialty pharmacy program by 35%. And we're still, uh, to this day, still seeing month over month growth. Um, and then ultimately, I would say health systems are being increasingly pushed to demonstrate their value and prove that they can take better care of patients. And I think the key to proving this is by measuring the clinical outcomes and reporting out on that demonstrated benefit. And Jess spoke with you more about how we're doing just that. And uh, there's a, a lot more of these examples in our latest patient impact report. And it is available on the CPS and Trellis RX website. Excellent. I, people, folks should definitely go check out that impact report for sure. Um, I, I really appreciate you both coming on and, and really sharing your expertise and experience you have. Uh, this wealth of knowledge you have in specialty pharmacy with our listeners. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, before we wrap up, though, are there any final thoughts, closing comments, anything you want to reemphasize uh, or anything we didn't get to that you want to share with our listeners? And, and of course, um, Brandon, you mentioned that impact report, which is an important resource for folks should check out. But is there anything else you can share about where folks can go to learn more about this? Brandon, I'll tap on you first, and then, and then Jessica, feel free to to, to add on. You know, I think partnerships are key. Hospitals and health system executives don't have to forge this alone. We know it's a heavy lift uh, to start and continue to grow a health system specialty pharmacy. And we know hospitals and health systems are facing pressure from so many different sides. Uh, the benefit of having a thriving specialty pharmacy um, can relieve some of those burdens and help add a new revenue stream during challenging economic times. And I would just say the opportunities are boundless with the right model and approach, and you can lean on experts to help you uh, build your ideal specialty pharmacy. To add to that, you know, I would say, you know, make it your mission to prove your health system specialty pharmacy's clinical value in a measurable way this year. You know, everyone is focused on how to improve clinical me measurement, how to prove that value. And as health system specialty pharmacy growth happens and it's reaching these next stages, as, as we're seeing these numbers increase, um, hospitals must advance their measurement approaches as well to ensure that they are growing at the, at the same rate and, and, and are keeping up, you know, with that growth. Um, so really, as you think about the various initiatives at your health system, you, you really need to be thinking about how you'll measure that value upfront. 
Um, clinical measurement is going to be key um, for this health system specialty pharmacy growth, and it can be hard to, you know, design and implement an effective approach while you're balancing all of these other priorities like Brandon mentioned. So regardless where your hospital or your health system is in that journey, there are tons of resources and experts who can help you. So again, you know, like we already mentioned, taking a look at the patient impact report for inspiration, um, when you're trying to understand just the overall framework for showing value and what is important to measure and, and to think about when you're building these programs and, and trying to prove value to them. And, you know, like Brandon already mentioned, the partnerships being um, extremely helpful um, in that journey. Well, Jessica, Brandon, it, it's been a pleasure speaking with you both. I, I've really enjoyed it. I, I found it very educational. I hope or I, I know our listeners will too. Um, I also want to thank our podcast sponsor, CPS. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.